welcome to I Love That. A bachelor podcast because the unexamined life isn't worth living. We're doctors. I'm Dr. Zach. Oh yeah, we're doctors. Yeah, as and I'm Dr. Wade. Doctors of brainology and depression. Here to unpack uh what's her name? Katie. Katie's season what's of the Bachelor. <laughs> no, I love Katie. She's great. Every episode she just proves how classy and uh what a great communicator she is. Yeah, I mean, as I've said in in the past couple episodes, or maybe just last episode, I don't know, but uh, I love that we're saying, our, wow, Harry is going nuts all I of know. a sudden. They waited until the, we started recording. That they're so Literally, good. the gardeners have left. Um, I love You missed that. a spot. Get back here. Lazy gardener. Jesus Christ. The thing about his bark is it has different levels of um, what I'm now calling echocentricity tight uh, <laughs> sounds <yeah>. sciencey <laughs> because some of the barks they're just a bark but some of these barks they vibrate at this frequency that fucking echoes through the whole goddamn house mm. and that those are the ones that hurt my ears um and i i've been at home for so long that i've begun to pick out these different ones and uh so, for example, I've been dating this new girl and, you know, she likes to bring her dogs everywhere. Um, and it's really cute because, like, seeing someone love their dogs is it's a pure form of love that people have for the dogs. I love my dogs immensely. Um, honestly, since uh, Stella more than Harry, don't tell him. I know it's true. I've had Stella for 10 years. I've had Harry for two but you get to a point when you're home all the time that it's like being stuck inside with your kids for every hour of your waking life. Yeah. And if, if uh, COVID and Twitter taught us anything, it's that people who had to stay home last year don't like their kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I love these dogs still more than Harry again, unfortunately, but I love Harry immensely. He's such a sweet little dude. He really is. That boy has the best smile, and he loves pets. I like his um, lazy eyes. Just... Oh, me too. It's so cute, right? It's like just, just go... enough to be like, it's like cartoon cute instead of like, what well, dog looks wrong. And he has serious eyebrows, which I think is really cool too. Does he have like the Scotty beard action? Like a little of that going too? Yeah, so I've been cutting his hair um, on my own now. Um, and th this, uh, this gives more credence to my theory that he came from a really, really nice home. Um, because when I was giving him a shave, essentially, he just stood there happy, all smiles and let me cut his hair. Like just a perfect little boy. It was so cute. When I give him a bath, he loves it, dude. Uh -uh. He loves it. He just, it's amazing to me. I've never seen a dog like this. Um, Stella hates both of those things immensely. Um, but that's because she was a street dog, you know? And so I think that's why I think he was a, a nice home dog. But, uh, anyway, you, sometimes the barks are really fucking grating. And so my, my long roundabout point here is that, you know, it's a luxury to be at home with my dogs all the time, but also... 
you know, it it's nice to not not be with them. Yeah. It's nice to go out and, you know, have a babysitter. You know, essentially is kind of what it is. But that only makes sense if you are home with your animals all day. Um, and anyway, if you feel any way about dogs or kids, um, I'd love to hear about it. And you can send us an email at I love that bachelor at gmail.com. Hey, Zach. Hey, Wade. Am I the only one who's a little bummed that we only got one group date and one one-on-one and that we're completely off schedule with rose ceremonies again because of in-house drama? Um, no, I don't think you're alone. Um, I definitely dislike the fact that it, I feel like I'm being robbed of time, you know, and in the house, you know, you really got to make time because time is very important. You know, you got to get time with, with, with Katie, you know, leave your mark, you know, and if they cancel the rose ceremony, I mean the, uh, the cocktail party, it, you know, people get robbed of time Yeah, and I feel like. A single date and a fucking uh, one group date is just not enough. At least from a uh, a viewership standpoint. You know? Like, I'm expecting to see different things. Yeah, they don't, they don't air basketball games where you just get three quarters and then they tell you to tune in next time. Like... Yeah, I know it's just not that's not the same sports and reality TV, but there's a formula. Yes, there's a formula that I signed up for. And that that's just it. And like, I mean, the thing about the group date in this episode was like, okay, cool. They brought Nick Vial for what to say, hey, welcome to right here. We're going to do this. And that was it. Yeah, I thanks guess. for sharing, Justin. Like that's it. You know, so that to me as a viewer immediately makes me think, oh, okay, so I'm just I'm just missing content. Unless you the know? drama is the content. I mean, I guess I just <laughs> It's just it's just kind of annoying. But I will say in Katie's defense that she is quickly cleaning house with people who cause drama. Agreed. And I appreciate Um, that. Yeah, I mean, dude, we went from one villain and he went bye-bye to another villain who will probably be leaving in one to two episodes to make room for Canadian Blaken as the new villain. Ugh, Blaken. Um, You know, so like... Okay, like right off the rip, I didn't like Carl um, at a core level. Same. I think we were right about him if we consult episode zero. You know, like, how are you really going to be like... As they alluded to, actually, in the this coming on at the end of the episode, anyone who's overconfident appears to be leaving. Um, and Carl was very overconfident about his position. He's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go get her because like, you know, I play games and I win games. God damn it. I'm a motivational speaker. And then he starts shadow boxing. Like, really, dude, that's what gets you high, bro. Come on. That was some weak producers... shadow boxing, too. That was like a kind of tipsy dude who probably doesn't actually box 
just putting on I, I literally think everything about Carl is like a toddler, like a in that Trump way of like, I want to project confidence and I know what I'm doing and strength. But like, I don't think he he has any competency. He's just a peacocker. You know, and he peacocked for the viewers at home. Screw you, dude. I think the words also, the words out of my wife's mouth was like, he's acting like a fucking toddler when the whole gang was like, who said what? Like, you got to name someone like you can't cast doubt on everyone if you have nothing specific to back that up with. And he's like, I'm not I'm not going to put anybody on blast like no, you guys are being babies. And then he just walks away and, and shadow boxes in a corner like grow up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I. <sighs> I don't like him. I didn't like him. And good on, uh, oh God, Mike, I don't want to just call him the, Mike, yeah, okay, cool. There's Mike P, the virgin, and <laughs> Michael, the dad. Okay, yeah. Um, I hate that I like Mike because he's going to get his heart broken, and that makes me so sad. Um, It really does, but also I'm jonesing for it. I am, because I know it's going to happen. Maybe it won't be as humiliating as we think. Like he'll just it not you know not like a date where she's I can't give you this rose, but just a good old didn't get it's you one at the hurt. ceremony. Sorry, like like you lots. Best of luck. It's still gonna hurt though. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this uh, negativity aside, uh, Justin is the new Mike and I. Okay, I'm glad. Please elaborate. This is a relief so to you, me. You remember her, right? Um, yeah. She was the one who made all of the faces all the time. Yeah. And like just super expressive with her eyes and her mouth. And um, people like that are so interesting because they can't hide their emotions. And it's great television to see someone who literally is just constantly making faces at other people's responses to things. Mm-hmm. And it and specifically in this particular episode when they did the uh, the group date and it was like, I don't know, speak your truths date or whatever, mm-hmm. air out your baggage. Um, and when other people were talking specifically, I believe it was Thomas when Thomas was talking he was making many faces and it was essentially like, I don't like this guy. I don't trust this guy. And the faces really spoke um, to it. And I, I think that's great. And he's going to be great for gifs later on in my life. Sure. No. Yeah. I've, I've already seen him compared to the rock. You know, he had the, oh, the wow, infamous yeah. cocked eyebrow all the time. See, I, uh, I'm, still deciding how i feel about justin but there's like a part of me that's like maybe this is a little too much like there's not being able to hide your emotions and then there's like over emoting and using facial cues to try and influence other people's opinions like if i look shocked at what someone said people are gonna see that i look shocked and wonder should i also feel shocked i don't know he just he does it all the time and it might be editing but like justin always looks fucking like outraged or blah at something someone said and i'm like I don't buy it. Like you're a city boy That's artist. Like you've seen the world. Like I think he knows what he's doing with his face at all times. That's an interesting take, dude. And it's exas- it's me- exacerbated by the fact that he's a financial consultant and an artist and clearly someone who spends a lot of time at the gym. I'm just like, I don't know. Like this doesn't add up. 
something about this feels a little a little insincere or I mean whatever. Chase your dreams, people. Go to the gym. go to the go to the gym if you want. I just don't trust Justin yet. <laughs> oh my god. But I love the McKenna uh, comparison. Like it's it's just nice to have like a you know, an audience totem reacting the way that any normal person like Trey Yes. Was like the verbal yes. version of that in this episode. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what are you're not making sense? And like, oh, we we get it, Trey. It is it is maddening, but that's the game. I'm gonna take a little bow here. Thank you. Thank you. You deserved that bow. You definitely did, because you know, like Sorry, they you just know, went it, right back to it. Yeah, it's just insufferable um, to to be me sometimes. Um, like, I don't know what he's barking at at this point, and that's what I don't understand. You know, I just don't get it. In fact, you know what? I'm going to close the doors, so I'm going to leave you with Carl is just an ass and saying, like, uh, oh, and when he didn't even say goodbye to her, like, oh, God man. damn, dude. Fucking ego check, bro. Yeah, that was like some real weak man stuff. And clearly he was not there for the right reasons. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. You're right to verbally abuse me. Oh, the dog. You were talking to the dog. That's, <laughs> that makes way more sense. And uh, Great, yeah. I do have That's a spine. That's going to be weird for the listeners. <laughs> I do have a spine. We, Zach and I are equals. We're colleagues. It's not as abusive as it just sounded then. <laughs> I'm not abusive to my dogs. You ever see the Bugs Bunny? Um, where there's the, the the bank robber, right? And he's in the back seat with Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny's trying to talk himself out of it. And he goes, shut up. And Bugs Bunny keeps talking. And he goes, shut up. Shutting up. That's how I, that's how I feel about telling my dogs to shut up sometimes. Hmm. It comes off way ruder than it is. Um, although, I don't know. I'm not on the receiving end of it, but I would hope so. As long as they know what it means. I think they do. I've been trying to train them with shh. Um, and I didn't do that very loud because that's grating to people's ears. Um, and I think it's working. I, I shake some coins and I go shh. And ah. to associate that those sounds. Um. I don't know. It's a difficult zone trying to walk a line between your dogs trying to protect you and your dog is barking at the wind. It's windy right now in the San Gabriel Valley, and that adds to my level of uh, anxiety mm-hmm. on top of that. Um, we got to filter it like your job is to bark at threats, like not the wind. You know, that's that's a that's just going to keep me up at night. So exactly. You, you gotta. Exactly. They're they're good. Their instincts are good, but you gotta kind of filter out some of the non-emergency barking. And this is why I think July Fourth is a stupid holiday. And I'm glad we're talking about it. Thanks for bringing it up, Wade. Um, <clears throat> being a dog owner, fireworks are stupid, and I'm over it. I don't want to celebrate it anymore. Oh, I, I don't want to celebrate it with fireworks. Like, let's just do a barbecue, hang with your friends, drink some beer. Yeah, I mean, what better way to celebrate the bourgeois duping a bunch of farmers into dying so that they could not have to pay taxes? Shit don't change. There's a Biggie song called 
Things Don't Change. Is it Things Don't Change? Oh my god, I'm botching it. This is too bad. But yeah, that. It just it's just it's just annoying to me. And I'm glad Carl went home. And the best part about the time between the rose ceremony and before the group date was hot tub time with the boys. Is it cold in New Mexico? I guess it's probably like desert temp, so maybe it's still a little chilly in the morning before everything gets baked. I was wondering that too, but I was like, this is nice. It was cool. I don't think we get that a lot. Just guys like hanging out and Yeah. Like it was nice to see um like the different clicks that are going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there was Michael A. Hunter and somebody else later on in the episode on like the exercise pad. Yeah, I think and I think we... Andrew M. was there. They were talking about his dead wife. And who was it? <laughs> what? That's what they were talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it even more later in the episode. Oh Rip the bandaid off. It's just, it's just so funny to just put it like that. Um. Who was in the hot tub? I don't remember now. Yeah, I think Hunter. I didn't write it down. But uh, but that that was that was nice. You know what was it? Just like serious talk, like oh, you know, it's getting it's getting a little serious. I think that's when yeah. they brought up that she's cutting people who are overconfident. They were yeah no they were hyping her up. Uh, I'm kind of remembering now that uh they appreciated her dumping Carl and they agreed that she seems to be able to suss out the people who are full of shit or here for the wrong reasons and everyone feeling that that was a good thing. It is a good thing. And that's nice. That's kind of like Tasha a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've, so I've seen a lot of hype for like age appropriate, like dudes who are old enough and ready to get married fosters a lot more like mature yes. romantic and social interactions that it's like, even, you know, even if, uh, you know, there's drama, it's like, I think the inclusion of shit that I have never seen on this show before, like healthy adult conversations is like worth it's it. It's insane. Season. Yeah, that's it's it's super enjoyable. And the thing that I find um, uh, that I enjoy is. No, what am I trying to say? Sorry. So my buddy Riley texted me. And he does this thing that drives me fucking crazy. And it's the, hey, you know what's awesome? Or like, can I tell you something cool? Or you want to know what I think is pretty funny? Like, dude, we're talking. Just just tell me. Yeah. You don't have to ask me. Um, And he just texted me. Know what's awesome? Just now? Dude. Yeah. He j- and I, and I, it's at this point now where I don't know. I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but it feels like it's intentional. Mm. Um, like he knows that it's a little annoying he knows for, for sure that, it, that it's annoying yeah well you know you know it's what total- you know what is awesome tell me i love that a bachelor podcast and if you agree you know the email we're we're really running it running it thin <laughs> this season <laughs> no but um what i find weird about um this is on the topic of adult conversations and people who are a right age and ready for marriage uh the uh i find it strange seeing some of these 26 year olds 24 year olds and i imagine this is how you felt no offense you're older than me mm-hmm. how you felt watching for a while is like dude you're 26 like you're not who you're going to be yeah you know it took me till 30 to to really get a grasp on it, I think. 
I feel like maybe a couple years beforehand, but I feel like I'm a rare case in that regard. And yeah, you grew up a little faster, you know. And so, like to see a 26 year old say some of these things, I I just I have an, I have a hard time believing them because it's like, dude, I was I was kicking E like a couple years before that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. You know, no, you're not. You know, maybe it's because you got like a big boy job from daddy and you make money that you feel this way, but you're still emotionally immature. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then like short of some kind of extreme tragedy, like a couple of the guys have been through. I'm not saying you have to suffer intensely to earn a soul, but in like you're saying, some of these 25 year olds who haven't had like you know, a big fucking challenge that put them through the crucible. Like they're not who they are going to be in 10 years. Like they are still kind of growing up. I'm not going to say they're kids. Like they've got an idea of what they're about, but now they have to see if it works and they'll probably have it figured out in their thirties. Yeah. Which is something that makes Michael a like an interesting character in this grouping of men. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to knock him out of the running. Like after this episode, like, yeah, shit. like Greg Greg would make a better bachelor because he's just like I'm ready to get married and have kids. But like, Katie seems into Michael, and their communication was off the fucking charts at the dinner date. Yes, that, and I really appreciate a man who can verbalize the intricacies of being alive. And it's one of these things where, like, like for example, when he was saying, you know, people say that, uh, uh, oh, fuck, I'm going to botch this. God damn it. I, I the, uh, it was something about, like, I don't want you to feel, like, uh, secondary to, because, like, he had the forever love, and I don't want you to feel threatened by, you know, my past. Yeah, or dude, like, the emotional intelligence on this guy is insane. Yeah, and Katie's response, too, when she's like, he didn't even say, like, I don't want you to feel threatened. He didn't use those words, but, like, when she responded, she was like, I don't feel insecure about the fact that you have a dead wife. Like, Yeah, it's... Is this the same (laughs) show I've been watching? No, I was just going (laughs) to say, like, that's the crazy thing about this season is I'm so used to people not being able to verbalize um emotional intelligence you know any conversation from re season compared for comparison yeah yeah i mean like there's a there's an earnestness and a sense of responsibility kind of going on and it's refreshing and i think michael a has a good go for it And, and and probably a lot of this has to do with the fact that katie seems to attract a more soft-spoken and probably anxiety-ridden man who is always considering what he's saying and what he's doing in an effort to be a better person. And so seeing that growth on television is nice, you know? Like, I feel like as much as I love Connor, he's not going to win because he's still, like, a little... Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. His story about 
uh, getting drunk all the time and then being shitty in, to his girlfriend and then cheating on her. I was like, fuck, bro, you, you've you lived a little bit, my dude. Jesus. Yeah. And then you became a teacher afterwards. Like, yeah. I, I, good for you. For real? Like, we thought he was going to say he killed someone driving drunk. Like, that's where I thought his story was going with the... Le- and, and, and it's like, this speaks to your point that, like, Connor is, like, an emotional guy. These guys have emotional intelligence. Like, when Hunter was talking about, you know, like, I used to be married. I have a kid. I worked too much, and it fell apart. That, like, Connor... You could see Connor, like, tearing up for Hunter. Yeah, dude, yeah! <laughs> it was amazing! Like, like, wow! You know, and I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, like, finally. And, and I don't know if this is selfish or not, but flawed individuals these are real people now mm-hmm. you know these aren't just fame hungry fucks and that's why thomas has to go home yes oh, okay yeah, yeah. Uh. i'm sorry i remembered your point that like this season is you're getting to highlight more i don't know i don't want to say guys like us but like not your typical beauty standard fucking alpha money you know like those dudes are not what katie is looking for any other season, it would all be dudes over six feet with high end tights who were gym rats. And it's like, that's shallow. And just having Katie <laughs> as the bachelorette, I think is kind of, I don't know, like showing us a season like we're not used to. Like, do you think Ari gave a shit how deep the women on his season were? He didn't Fuck fucking no. care. He wanted a mom. He wanted someone to like raise his kids and like live in his shitty town, period. But like Katie needs a fucking like equal mind, like an e- yeah. an equal, you know, like. A partner. Yeah, like you're never going to see her be like, oh, I know he's a toxic piece of shit, but those abs, like that's not Katie. Yes, exactly. Therefore, the like, yeah, the the softer guys have a shot. It's fun to see. It's fun to see as the softer guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. That group day when Connor B had the fucking tucked in with all those buttons undone and multiple necklaces, it it didn't look good, but I'm like fucking do you man like yeah do you feeling sexy like get it i wrote that down dude i was like damn connor b with the fucking dv dude tucked in very edgy good for you my dude but like katie has enabled that in a good way that like nah yes. like i'm into it be confident like i'm not looking for a himbo yes and it's you know and that's why like i'm kind of waiting for what's his name ed uh the, no it uh, was from the, from uh tasha season that dude who drank okay, wine uh, with chris harrison yeah that's right um <laughs> no uh jay gatsby is who i'm talking about what's his name he was in the box jay gatsby oh james james there you go that's funny it's because of the three-piece right 100 percent. it's the consistent three-piece yeah. and f- honestly dude i love it I think we should bring back the three piece. It's a good look, dude. I got a three piece. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got, Go married, I got married in a three piece. Okay, just everyone wait. Yeah, use your imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to get married in a three piece. That is fresh, bro. Like I'm waiting to see the pocket watch come out. You know what I mean? Just like this. Do it. Do a zoot suit, Zach. Why stop? Double breasted. There you go. Big Have fedora, seen- long feather, long ass feather. Have you ever seen, um, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. There's a, um, um, I'm pretty sure it's just called Zoot Suit. Is it the, uh, uh Eddie James Almost Pachuco musical thing? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, 
So a number one. Uh, yeah, it's just called Zoot Suit. Number one. That is a brilliant play. Um, it is. It is absolute. Oh, that's right. He's El Pachuco. If you if any of you want a view into what it's like, what it what it was like to be a Chicano in L.A. At, you know, in like the 70s or 80s, maybe Um, that play is excellent. It's simply excellent. And the zoot suit look is fucking tight. So, yeah, maybe I will go get a zoot suit. <laughs> Am I going to get married in a zoot suit? Maybe. I hope so. That could be fun, dude. I want that for you as a doctor. Um, am I gonna get him tattooed on me now? Hey, did you happen to uh, notice how starstruck Hunter was at the presence of Nick Vial? I know, right? It's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get he's been in the franchise, but I, I don't know. Like I haven't been watching it for the last twenty years, and I. I instinctively don't like Nick Vial. Like I've warmed up on him because he hasn't like actively done harmful things, but like I still don't like his smarmy face. And like he Thomas okay. reminds me a lot of him actually. And, like Sure. Yeah, uh. sure. So in in fairness, I felt the same way about him. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I happened to watch in the middle of all the other seasons of The Bachelor that I watched. I happened to watch his entire story arc. And he's actually like he's like a decent dude. He he really is. Um and and I think he means well. And after seeing that and then seeing how he is on Instagram, I think he's a good dude who has fuckboy tendencies. And I know that's not like a fair take or generalization, but he's an interesting guy who loves too much and I think has battled with that for a long time and has really come into his own. Like if you were to look at him when he was on Andy's season, was it Andy's season? I believe it was Andy's season. Um, and then to when he showed up on Caitlin's season. <laughs> and yeah, that's when Paradise. I met that's when I met him, when he showed up as a cocksure celebrity who like banged the lead the night he showed yeah. up. Like wasn't a good look. Yeah. And then on Paradise, and then when he was the lead, it was interesting. It it's an interesting arc, and I think he's really grown into himself as an individual. He's also uh probably very easy to get on to a show for money so. yeah he does pod. he has his own podcast like one of the more correct, successful yeah. ones from bachelor nation correct yeah yeah okay unpopular opinion here in this group date they did a circle of truth i actually really appreciated it it seemed to actually be a good bonding experience for everyone and it kind of uh i, th I think the group nature of it allows a lot of people to kind of support you when confessing your baggage. So you don't have to do it over a dinner date and like, Oh, I gotta be vulnerable. You know, it's, this is my only chance to be vulnerable. Like everyone got to kind of do it, you know, but then, then Katie, you know, she's like, you guys have been honest. So I'm going to be honest. And I just want to say what she said about, you know, her, what happened to her that new year's 10 years ago. It was really important. 
the consent stuff. That is an important thing to talk about, and I'm proud of the show for featuring it. But all the other dudes, like, talked about their personal failings and how they're flawed and they sucked. And, like, Katie's story was, like, about some bad shit that happened to her. And it's like, I was kind of hoping that she would be like, I, you know, whatever, kicked a dog once or something. I don't know. I don't think I know what I want. I just noticed that I was like, oh, like, this is, like, this is important and sweet. But also, like, these dudes just talked about how shitty they are. And then heard Katie tell a story about how shitty other men are and just like, <laughs> whatever. I think I think to play the other side of this. Please do, because I feel like an asshole for bringing it up. No, I mean, so if you were to write down um, like the core tenets of what everyone said, hers would be the odd man lying out. I think. Because it's not about self. It's about something that happened to her, whereas the others are about things they did. But to play the other side, I think if you're, if we're to look at it from a lens of things that happened in our past that defined us, that we grew to become better from or to build off of, then it, then it's the, then it fits the vibe, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's the lens at which you're looking at it. But I also thought at the beginning of it, they phrased the whole game as a, and I don't remember the language, like I probably should have written it down to see if, if it was, because what you said applies to everyone, something that changed you moving forward. Yeah. But like, I thought it was initially phrased as like, tell me what your baggage is or like, what. Well, that is her baggage. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. You're right. I you just, know, I mean, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But, you know, what are her own red flags? What do, what are yours? What are my what are my red flags? Yeah. Um, <laughs> tons. God, so many. Like, <laughs> so I, many. I don't emote like most people. So I think I come off as <laughs> untrustworthy. I, I do I genuinely re- I like. I resonate hate. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to like faint. Oh, oh, my goodness. Like, really? Like. The world sucks. Uh, nothing surprises me anymore. I'm cynical. Uh, I find myself to be a very cold person. And I'm sorry for those that are in my life. But I like I boil everything down to some logical extent. And it's like, so what you're telling me is essentially because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm sorry you feel that way, but you did it to yourself. You know, and I, 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 I find myself being very hard to uh, not love, but like, I'm just a cold dude and I have very many walls. You want, the, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, truth, the truth is, is that I have seen many fucking people leave my life both through death or whatever, that I'm very, very guarded. Exceptionally so. So to be someone in that circle of people where I don't need to feel the fear of you leaving is intimate. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if that's a red flag. I just know that if you're not in that circle... 
I'm just cold. And, you know, I don't like most people. It has to be earned. I think it's funny that you and I are struggling to find some specific <laughs> deep red flag when it's like we are literally walking red flags. We're like, what, we're fucking like Angelinos, present or current or former drug users who advocate for like <laughs> socialism or anti capitalism revolution. Like, you know, like. Yeah, there's plenty of red flags if you're basic. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I get. I, I I don't think I'm a bad person. I just, yeah, maybe I don't. I don't fucking know, man. I think it's that's hard, that's huh? the, that's probably like the biggest one I get is that like I don't I don't seem like I care, but it's just that I don't feel the need to fucking put on like a show for you so you can see how much I care. Cause that would seem like, that seemed like faking it. Like I used to be an actor. So I'm like, I'm not going to fucking act in my real life. I'm going to exactly. react the way I do. And like, I don't emote. Yeah. I just don't emote. You know, you get, you get laughs. And then privately I watch, I watch movies. And honestly, I could watch a shitty movie and it could move me to tears. Yeah. No movies get um, me music sometimes too. So, I was talking to a bud. I won't name him, but I will mouth it for you. <laughs> okay, not... Does he drive a truck? Ark the Lad. Ark the Lad. Not the truck driver. Not the truck driver. Not not him. Not the big fat guy. Not the big fat guy, yeah. Okay. Um, no, Ark. Yeah, Do what, you know Ark? Yeah, what's his problem? Well, so I was talking to him recently, and he's a few years younger than me. Um... And he had texted me, well, I mean, we talk a lot, but he had texted me at one point in the last six months, and he was like, as I've gotten older, I watch films, and I cry a lot more. Is that just because I'm older? And I was like, honestly, it's probably because you're becoming a more fully-fledged human who has feelings, and it's good to let out those emotions. Um, you know, I, I don't think for many for most of my life I would watch a movie and cry but I do it all the time I cry all the time and I don't care um, for example that stupid movie what was it prom night with James Corden and like Meryl <laughs> Streep and shit that movie sucked it fucking sucked but literally in the movie I was like just let her go to the prom like why are you guys not letting her go to the prom and I was so moved when she had her little prom moment and I was like Oh my god. <laughs> this is why. Just why is this happening? But I think that's something that I like seeing in the men on this season of The Bachelorette. Like, these dudes have lived. They've experienced sadness. Specifically, Michael A. The love of his fucking life died for his kid. Yeah, like, like right when you're starting a family together. Like oh that's the God. that's the hardest part. Like I guess fortunately that tears there's, at like me. the silver lining, the kid may be too young to have too many memories, but I mean sucks either way not having a mom. But uh Yeah. But yeah, I God, mean, God damn. And the way he was like not fall it's only been two years, man. Like I don't think that's long enough. But he kept it together, so again, kudos to him for his emotional whatever, maturity, intelligence. Exactly. And and I like 
I like seeing, a, as with Tasha season, I like seeing a bunch of mature people being mature people trying to fall in love and get to know each other. And I think that's the, uh, that's the silver lining of this episode. The, uh, the copper lining of this episode is Thomas is a fucking piece of shit. Which we knew. He does real Which estate in know. California and he had the word ambition and something about uh, participating in his community in his profile, which is political career. That's it. Just bourgeois political career ambition. He wants power and status, <laughs> period. And like, wait, why did you know this was episode zero? How could you know this about him? Am I wrong? Does he not seem <laughs> like a fucking manipulative fake piece of shit who's definitely here for the wrong reasons? He literally told us I came here for status, but I also think I could fall in love with Katie because she's great. Like this, that's not that's not a good like casual deflection. Yeah, no, no, that guy's got problem. He pre-cummed love bombing and then basically love bombed as well. Yeah, the love which bombing. I hate. That's psycho I, shit. I, Luke P. So love shady. bombed. Exactly, and. It's hard to not react to that. It is. It just is. Um, you know something really uh, interesting I noticed when in the group day when when Thomas was talking to her. Like I got the impression that he was going to try to make a connection and like get some kisses or something. But Katie was like holding his hands at arm's length, and then at the end of the conversation, she was the one who stood up first. Yes. And kept holding his hands, you know, like, which to me seemed like a danger thing that a woman might do if she's like, I don't want him like trying to grab me. So I'm going to hold his hands. I'm going to stand up and say goodbye first so he can't try shit. And I was like, good on yes. you, Katie. Like you are you're reading this guy. And yes. I, I don't know what happened between then and him coming back. But I suspect producers like I, I was like really confused that Katie would be so receptive to him when he came back after the kind of body language that she gave him on their first talk. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, also, well, I guess like. It feels good. It does when someone tells you they're falling in love with you. It does feel good. Um, and, and then add on that you're on television, you know, and being filmed, like you don't want to come across as heartless. Like it, it's a, it's so, it's so weird. And, and that, so trying to explain to someone who doesn't really watch, uh, <laughs> TV very much. Um, so as, as I do in this podcast, I relate my very personal current life um the newest girl that i'm dating she um she's actually fucking magnificent but she doesn't watch television very much and you know it's like you know and she she thinks appointment television is something that she's like never been into but my only appointment television is the bachelor i watch it every tuesday morning <laughs> and i love it but the thing that I love about this show and most reality TV is I get a glimpse into people's lives that I wouldn't normally get. It's from a pure fucking like socio-relational standpoint. And I find it captivating to watch people try to court other people. And it's 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 weird and it's different. And so 
This is how this guy is trying to court someone of the opposite sex. And he's looking at it, I imagine, in the same way Carl looked at it, as a game. Because some people look at love relationships as winning and losing. Transactional. And especially if you, like, yeah. Transactional, yeah. Especially if you have other men to compete against, it then becomes something even greater than just a, like, oh, I went on a date. You know, it's like I have to prove my worth to these other men because I only know how to devise the way that I appear to society based on the way that I compete with other men on a love fucking threshold. And so he's pulling out all the stops. And on the flip side, when someone does that, it's hard to not be receptive to love. You know? Yeah, that's what you're here for. Exactly. We're just all looking for somebody to love. Yeah, but it's also Ep3, and, like, this is exactly what Luke P Premature did. as this, fuck. This, this dude yeah. is Luke P minus the born-again Christian bullshit. Like, it's the same package of, like, intense eye contact, very calculated, like, you know, flirty facial expressions. Like, I don't know, man. Like, his... You know how when you see a person him? react... You know, if you say something, they're like, oh, like you can like actually see their like brain working in real time by the look on their face. Like Thomas has a fucking mask. Yes. He's disgenuine at yeah. his core. Yeah. Um, Connor B. Smitten. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this whole uh, shitting on Thomas because fuck Thomas. Fuck Thomas. It reminded me of uh, of how awesome it was when when Michael was on his date with Katie, where he actually addressed the whole like, uh, you know, I really like you. I and I know you're going to be dating other guys down the line. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, you know, if, if I'm yeah. the one. But but like just that's the difference. It's like, ooh, am I going to be bachelor? Am I going to win? Am I going to make it to yes. fantasy suites? Like Michael is he's like talking about them, but he's doing it like a real person who gives a shit he's about Katie. A, he's on he's on a journey. It's a presence of mind. You know, and it's and it's knowing where you, where you're at and who you are. It's a comfortable in self, comfortability in self, and that's powerful. And I think that's why the leaders in this in this show are Connor, Greg, Michael, um, Andrew, people who know their self worth and know what they're doing. And again, it's it's just it's just refreshing. Yeah, um, any any dude who gets reactionary is just shooting themselves in the foot. That and it's so weird to see. It's so hyper masculine. You know, and like like I don't like it I was having this conversation with my mother. She was asking me about uh Essentially, if I was to boil this down, and we'll probably lose downloads for this, the fluidity of being a man. Um, Because her soon-to-be ex-husband, I think, might actually be interested in men and doesn't fully grasp that mentally yet. Um, And my mom was asking me, and essentially I was like, look, mom, like, check it out. I'm very interested in women. And women only. I don't think men would uh, would appeal to me sexually. Mm. That being said, I have seen Channing Tatum shirtless, and that's a specimen 
of a man, you know, and I can appreciate the beauty of someone else. Um, and I think there's a, there's this level of maturity that needs to be present if you're going to be fully yourself with somebody. And I find it, I guess it's weird that I'm making this correlation between like Michael A's emotional um, maturity to that, but it's like, you have to know who you are and what you're looking for and what you're doing. And, you know, like, yeah, you it's uh, like, a, no, it's, it's like a great point. Cause I, I'm, I think I fall in on the same thing where it's like, I can look at a dude and be like, Oh yeah. Like that guy is classically attractive and I totally get it. And like, my wife is going to say something if I don't. So I'm going to beat her to it. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but like that's actually, but like, I totally get it. And the people who would refuse to even confront that or ask that question of themselves, it's like that, you know, there's nothing good will come of that. Just like, you know, ask yourself, you'll get an answer. Like, you'll know, you know yourself. Those, those people I feel like are, for lack of a better, better term, emotionally stunted. Yeah. Um, and that probably has a lot to do with the society in which we were raised and uh, the sexual normativity of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and most of those people that are like that, that we see on this show, I find to be not ready for marriage because they're immature. Um, not emotionally mature enough to commit to a lifelong relationship and in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, like you just have to be real with yourself. Like, fuck, (laughs) you know, and that's why I appreciate, I think it was, was it, was it Justin who called uh, Thomas um, a cancer and needed to be cut out? Oh no, that was Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Right. I was like, it's, yeah, it's probably cool. Aaron or Trey. And like, let's talk about Aaron. Yeah. He's not going to win, right? He's absolutely he's not. been completely, I I he's just episode. like drama queen. He put himself in a fr- drama queen friend zone. Friend zone. Yeah, exactly. And he is fucking dramatic. Dramatic. Like, he had, dude, he, calling he had somebody beef, a cancer. Yeah. He had beef with Cody the first night. And like, don't get me wrong. I think Thomas is like, I think he lacks empathy and I think he's a very self-serving person, but like. Aaron, you can't just throw around words like sociopath and psychopath. It's like these words aren't it's going to be like Nazi, like the words aren't going to mean anything. And it's a problem. If someone is a Nazi, an actual Nazi, that's a fucking problem that people need to address and fix. Same thing. (laughs) If if a human, if someone is a psychopath, they need to be identified and their influence needs to be mitigated before they hurt people. But like, yes, you've known him for three weeks. This is the bachelor like. You're all kind yes. of in this for, a, you know, like, if not love, maybe a little something else. Yeah. Like let's... people who who throw around who throw around words like that to me haven't critically looked inwards. Um, and it's because maybe I'm insane, but I have considered, am I a sociopath? But I feel like I couldn't be. I wouldn't be able to love my dogs and other people and have my core driving force of well-being for all if I was a sociopath. And that's how I go to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't you know, seen it, any sociopath behavior from you. Oh, well, you know what? Yep. And that's great coming from a doctor. <laughs> um, so, 
on the this coming up. Turns out Thomas is a faker and Canadian Blaken. Why? First of all, Tasha, he's not someone from your past. He's some fat you didn't trim until later in the season. <laughs> Period. Like, I'm sorry. That's an exaggeration. There was nothing between you. He's, and also like Blake's a Blake's a fucking child. Sometimes you get children. I don't children. like Blake. I don't like him either. He was really immature. He didn't take anything seriously on the season he was on. I fear that he's going to vibe with her and cause problems. Or they're going to just pit him against the other Canadian who has a beer in his hand every... Yeah, he's always got a beer. I noticed that too. I was like, look at you, Canadian fireman yeah. with the beard, dude. He wasn't the only one, but that, that morning, like one of the last scenes we saw, yeah. I'm like, there's a couple dudes who have fucking tall boys with limes in them right now. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, so my, my final note, and then you can add on whatever you need to. My final note is, did you notice how the dudes clapped for John on his way out? That guy must be awesome. I bet he's going to be on Paradise. I, I also... 100%. I, I didn't... Uh, I wasn't going to miss the other dudes. Well, like Kyle and uh, and Garrett. They made no impression on me. But John seemed like a cool dude. And I hope he gets a little... Yeah. He gets done right. He seemed earnest. Yes. And genuine. And I like that in a person. Say... Okay, here's the thing that I would, I'll, I'll close this out on. Perfect. God bless uh, Mike for standing up... When he accepted his rose and saying, hey, the whole gang here thinks Carl's full of shit. So if you were on the fence about him, please send him home. And she did. Who do you think she was going to keep? Or who who else? Who do you think she would have sent home? Because she said she was going to keep Carl. I know. So I've been wondering this. And my heart tells me it has to be John. (laughs) Because what's bad about that guy? Oh, that she would have kept... But he, John got sent home anyway. Oh, that's right. Who was she going to send home instead? Like someone she kept it. It would have had to be one of them, um, right? Fuck. Honestly, probably Justin. You think? Maybe. He just he, he features in so many uh <clears throat> this season ons that I I wrote I wrote him off as like someone that would last a little while. No, totally, but that's because we've seen that, I think, in the moment. What's her real connection with him? I don't know. He drew that nice picture for her. True. That's worth uh, following up on, at least. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have guessed uh, Courtney. Oh, Yeah. Courtney, yes, or, okay. or, or Courtney or Josh, who's the dude with Obama's voice and ears, because we got to yeah, hear him talk okay. this episode, and he's got that vocal fry thing. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I cl- closing uh, closing thoughts here. I'm just looking forward to seeing some of the sleeper dudes that we haven't seen that have been kept around. Because like, you know, like we lost some dudes I wasn't interested in, but like, I want to see what Connor sees about. I want to see what David's about. I'd, I'd like to see James. He was in a fucking box. Like, what's what makes you special? Like, let's let's get to know you. Yes, guy. I feel like he's not going to last very long, but I would like to get to know Jay Gatsby. Same. Um, he's going to be on Paradise for show. Oh yeah. But yeah, let's just get Thomas out of here and see what happens. I'm having a good time. 
Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, we're hanging it's out. It's not the, the yeah, Hyatt. I mean, mm. I'm sorry. You mean the Hyatt Regency Tamaya Resort and Spa? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know Jimmy Buffett well, has a shoe line? Um, and this has been the I Love That Bachelor podcast. I'm, I'm Dr. Dr. Wayne. Zach. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.